Hello, and welcome back to the sixth episode of Gavel Talk, a Model UN podcast. I'm Devansh Pandey, your host, and today we're joined by a very special guest, um, the Secretary General of Foothill Model UN, Kirthana. Hi, Kirthana. Hey, great to be here. Um, so Kirthana has been the Secretary General for the past year and just graduated Foothill. Uh, she's been quite the mentor for me in Model UN in a lot of different ways. And today we'll be talking about with her about how to do an unmoderated caucus. And that's a really wide topic. So we'll be breaking it down into a few major areas, like how to be a leader in committee, uh, building a block during unmod, and dealing with the kinds of power delegates that will show up in any Model UN committee. I'm really excited for this episode, and I think it'll be really interesting. Let's get started. Let's kick this episode off by discussing how to be a leader in committee. And that's a really broad term again, but we're going to kind of break it down to start talking about, especially in Unmod, what you should do to make sure that you are portrayed as kind of the leader. And I think the two biggest things to mention about that is that leaders come in every form. Um, there is no one standard type of person that is a leader in a MUN committee, and you can have a lot of different people with a lot of experience or not that much experience in MUN leading any block. So the other thing to mention is that leading a committee is really not based off of how much you talk. And I think, Kirthana, you have a lot of experience with this where delegates talk a lot uh, go on and on and on, but aren't really saying anything and aren't leading the block. And I'm sure you've come in and changed, essentially changed the focus of the block or introduced some new ideas that get you to be a leader in the block. And do you want to expand upon that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I think um, being a leader in an MUN unmod um, really comes down to two things, not just one. Uh, one of those would be the content of what you have to say, um, the research that you've done before committee. And the second would be um, your speaking presence in committee. So typically, especially in the first few unmods, what really matters in bringing people to you in a block or uh, making yourself kind of a, a larger presence in committee are really the first few speeches that you give, um, especially, for example, like your opening speech or your first moderated caucus speech, that's like the first impression that people have of you. So if you either have really amazing content, um, if uh, you're a little bit more of the shy delegate and you have really amazing content, people will notice that. Um, or if you're a really good speaker and you're able to um, really uh, say your points in a very convincing, very persuasive, strong way, people will remember you for that too. So the way you kind of establish yourself as a leader really starts at the beginning of committee. And then when you go into unmod, you're going to start seeing um, two types of what we call power delegates or people who are trying to steal attention away from everyone else. Yeah. Um, one type is the type like you mentioned where they have, they don't really have much content um, to be honest. And they're just trying to hog attention from other people. Um, the second type is where they actually have content. So there's kind of two different ways to deal with these two groups of people. Um, if they don't have any content, they usually get flustered if you say things, if you like ask some questions or if you try to bring up a different topic um, to kind of engage other people in discussion in the block. And that usually makes them fall apart because they don't have anything to contribute to the discussion. 
Um, or number two, if they do have content and they're just hogging attention away from everyone else in committee, um, you can just kind of pick up other people with similar ideas or people who want to speak but aren't getting a chance to speak away from that block so you can form your own block where um, everyone has more equal speaking time and it's more fair. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point that you bring up. And I think that a lot of people in Model UN kind of find the very first block they meet and feel like they're obligated to stick with that block. They're obligated to be a part of that block through the end. And what's what my experience has been is that you really don't have to be in blocks where people are toxic or be in blocks where people are uh, power delegating and just hogging up all of the attention if or with or without ideas. And so you can move to blocks where people are being more chill and calm and more open to discussion from everyone else. So how do you kind of avoid being that power delegate? How do you make sure you are, you, so you have these thoughts and you have these ideas and either you've communicated them in mod by having really good ideas, as you said, or speaking strongly and clearly and convincingly, or more often some combination of the two. When you have those good ideas, how do you make sure you get them across an unmod without fighting with others for speaking time or uh, seeming like one of those power delegates that we're all trying to avoid? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that is the most difficult thing, especially in online MUN. Um... Hopefully that's not the case next year, but there's a very fine line between being a leader and a power delegate. Um, and a, a little bit of that does come from experience. Everyone kind of has different um, voice tones and different um, ways of conducting themselves. And you could just kind of have to figure that out a little bit in committee. But for the most part, it's extremely important to listen to other people in your, in your block. Like what I like to do um, and what works well for the way I kind of conduct myself in committee is to have a list of topics that are important in the committee. So maybe 10 subtopics that I thought um, were most prominent for that specific topic. Um, and then it'll kind of be like an agenda. So I start with point one. Um, I ask my block if they have any ideas on that topic. Um, and, you know, like delegates will kind of contribute their ideas or if they don't have anything, they'll um, ask you your ideas. So once you hear kind of some ideas from other delegates, then you go into your own um, research or your own ideas that you might have. So you're effectively contributing a lot of your own ideas and you're um, essentially laying out the format for which you're having discussion in that unmod, but you're doing it in a way that's respectful and where people don't feel like um, they're kind of being trampled over by you talking a lot because you are talking a lot, but you're talking a lot in a respectful way. Right, definitely. And I think that um, there's there's been a lot of shifting in the Mon meta, so to speak. Yeah. where where people are where people have heard that oh you should be calling on other delegates you should be the one that's calling on like the 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 delegates who aren't speaking that much to speak and that's definitely something that you should be doing but also be mindful about how you come off and I think that in general, that fine line is definitely there at all times. And it's something that you have to navigate in any MUN committee because you can come off as 
uh, just trying to control the block, trying to call on people and be like the mini chair for the block, which might not come off well, especially to certain groups of people. But you can also come off as doing that, as you said, respectfully and kind of setting the agenda for the block without being disrespectful and making sure to hear everyone's ideas. Also, 10 subtopics is a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the research that you do ahead of time. It makes you a much stronger delegate in committee. I would suggest that for like um, novice and experienced delegates, it you always know what to say in a mod topic. Like even if you give a speech and no one else is giving a speech, you're always prepared to say something and you are like always the most researched one in committee. So that's just, you know, a research tip for you guys. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. And then in the next section, we're going to move on to how to build a block, how to uh, start committee and get other people to listen to you immediately and then continue having them and keeping them in that block. Welcome back. We're going to be talking all about building a block now. And that's something that a lot of delegates are scared of and fearful of. How do you get other people to come together in a sort of group and listen to you? And so this section is kind of going to be focused on in-person MUN. And then in the next section, we'll be touching a little bit on online MUN and how to do all of these things when you're um, in a Zoom conference or some other form of online MUN. So there are a lot of different ways you like articulate ideas in a speaker's list. And I think we definitely touched upon that uh, in the last section that you want to have um, some combination of strong speaking and interesting ideas when you're in those, uh, the beginning of committee, right? So those speakers list, those first few mods, uh, you definitely want to uh, convince people to join you in Unmod through your quality of speaking and your quality of ideas there. And in some ways, an in-person MUN, people kind of gravitate to those, those people in unmoderated caucuses. So sometimes you can have like um, mentions in your first few speeches about how if you are interested in collaborating with this delegate, then go to uh, go to them or meet them in Unmod and they can talk further. And Kirtanam, another way that has definitely been interesting to see in in-person model UN conferences is note passing. And I think everyone has had a different experience with passing notes during speakers list and those first few mods. What, what do you think about passing notes, um, scribbling notes down and sending them to delegates at the start who you think have good ideas or who you want to collaborate with? Yeah, I think it would kind of depend on the type of committee. Um, we have both single delegate committees and double delegate committees. Um, if you're in a single delegate committee, usually what I do is I take notes on what the speaker is talking about um, so that I know like what to talk about with them during Unmod when I just go and approach them. I don't usually send um, like post-it note notes to them um, because in general, people like get a flood of post-it note notes after their speeches and they don't really know who's who anyway at the beginning of the um at the beginning of the conference so yeah, um, I found that it's not super effective in single delegate committees but if you're in a double delegate committee you can have one delegate send those notes while the other is noting down important points um, but I think regardless of whether you send those notes or not um 
if you do start looking for, I think there's like this myth that you need to look for like a large block and that makes you a more powerful delegate if you have like more people in your block. Um, but I think it's more helpful to actually have a smaller block, especially in the beginning. So if you can, instead of like sending notes to people, if you can take notes on what they're saying, you can choose like the people that maybe align the most with what you're saying or, um, you know, seem the most in tune with your country's policy and you can choose like a smaller block. I found that that's more successful for any type of delegate in committee. I actually really agree with that. I think people gravitate towards like the largest blocks and sometimes make mega blocks that really shouldn't exist or are dominated in kind of toxic ways sometimes by delegates who are just trying to talk and talk and talk. And I think that those smaller blocks are really good for like exchanging ideas and hashing down ideas. And also because you have a smaller block at the start of committee doesn't mean you'll have a smaller block at like the end of committee because a lot of people during the course of committee kind of gravitate to those blocks that are less um, controversial or just have less people trying to talk over each other. And I think that's that's really helpful advice to join those kind of blocks. What do you think the, there are, do you think there are like differences between when you have a smaller committee or when you have a bigger committee making those kind of blocks? Um, it's definitely easier to make um, your blocks in a larger committee because there's so many people and a lot of times in those larger committees there will be novice delegates that are just looking for kind of like a group to fit into to kind of understand how one works or kind of feel the temperature of the committee. So it is easier to get like that small block that you need in a larger committee. But in a smaller committee, I actually prefer smaller committees because then your small block will kind of stand out more. Um, there will be like maybe one or two power delegates that start forming their big blocks and then they're going to be like competing against each other. And like instead of debating the actual topic, they're just kind of going to be having this power dynamic that's really uncomfortable within blocks. Um, and I think you know, chairs and other delegates can really see that that's not the point of committee. So when you have a small, when you have like the smaller block, maybe you pull it away from those power delegates, or you find that block in the beginning with your speeches and the notes you're taking, um, that makes you really stand out in a small committee versus a large committee, because it's gonna be harder for the chairs to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree with most of those points, including like favoring smaller committees, because there are a lot of advantages to smaller committees. Um, unfortunately, sometimes those smaller committees are also going to be those advanced committees, like specialized and crisis committees that have more experienced delegates, which is good, but sometimes not the best thing for new or less experienced delegates to jump into. So there's definitely a balance, but you do want to try to find those smaller committees unless you are a big fan of big committees for any reason. I think that making individual connections with the other delegates is really important in MUN. And I feel like some people do that uncomfortably. Some people kind of just approach everyone at the start of committee in a way that feels really gamey and impersonal. And then some people do that like really well where they approach others and kind of build a rapport with a few delegates at the start of committee or before committee which they can then use to build blocks based on like personal like agreement. And if the country policy is not too dissimilar, then people can build blocks based on how much they like each other, or how much they appreciate talking to each other and work well together, I think. 
Yeah, I think the strongest relationships definitely are established with delegates before committee personally. Um, when you're walking from maybe closing ceremony to your committee or when you're standing outside of your committee waiting for the committee doors to open, um, you're gonna initiate conversation with maybe two, three, maybe four people, uh, depending on how much time you guys have before committee. And those are the people, if your ideas align, who are gonna be the strongest supporters of your block. Like they're gonna be the ones that are, um, you know, encouraging people to join your block. They're gonna be the ones that are kind of supporting your ideas in moderated caucus, because you guys kind of have this, um, you know, unsaid connection that you kind of established before committee even started. So I definitely suggest going out and like trying to make those connections. I know it's a little bit awkward because you, you guys are like complete strangers and you have to pick up conversation, but that's really the best time to make those uh, individual connections with delegates that, like you said, aren't, you know, fake connections that you make in committee. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's not to discount like connections that you make in committee. They can be really interesting and like meaningful and carry on outside of committee. But I do think that like, especially at some bigger conferences where there are a lot of people, you're able to make those sort of personal connections at the very beginning. I'll give an example, uh, Berkeley Mun, uh, which I'm sure some of you have attended and where a lot you often have a decent chunk of time before committee actually starts, what, whether that's standing outside waiting or that's walking uh, in the walking towards your committee. And you have that kind of time to connect with other delegates and talk with them and build some sort of interpersonal relationships that you definitely can carry out with committee. And I think that your point about them being your most ardent supporters is a really good point that those kind of people where you're building the connections with them first almost is really helpful. So I think that that is largely it for building a block. You wanna kind of make those interpersonal connections. You want to have other people listen to you, but most, most importantly, I think, you want to try to focus on going to a block or being part of a block where your ideas matter and everyone's ideas matter as opposed to, as opposed to a toxic block where people are fighting for speaking time all the time. And I think I've been I've been in both of those blocks and I'm sure you have too. And I think those have been the smaller ones that have been had more interpersonal conversation have been more rewarding and more helpful as a Definitely. delegate. Yeah, so in the next section, we'll be talking a lot about unmod in online MUN conferences because that's a super, that's a super salient sub sub part of MUN conferences, especially in the last year. And we'll be seeing a lot of our MUN conferences moving back in person, but we'll also be seeing MUN conferences continue to be online. Um, in a few previous episodes, I've mentioned um, important MUN conferences that have started online during the COVID pandemic and continue to be online. And I think that a lot of these conferences will stay online and we will have some sort of hybrid MUN where some conferences are in person and some are online, especially as we start the next school year. So that's going to be a really interesting discussion point.
All right, so let's talk about online MUN conferences. They have been the MUN conference in the past year, and online MUN conferences are here to stay, whether we like it or not, in some capacity at least. And so when you're in an unmoderated caucus in an, um, in an online conference, it's usually very different from an in-person conference. And a lot of that is because in person, you have a lot of these smaller interactions where you're meeting people or bumping into people or just talking with people as you get up from your chairs in a way that unfortunately can't be replicated with online conferences. And so when you have a smaller committee in an online conference, there's definitely an element of you just want to keep everyone together. You just want to have uh, everyone sort of be in this gentleman's unmod, which is a type of unmod we'll go into a little bit more. But um, you want to have everyone kind of stay in the same room and just chat with each other in this sort of formal, informal, informal way. But in bigger conferences online, there have definitely been ways where uh, you have subtopics at the start that are assigned by the chairs, where you're able to kind of break into these different subtopics, even if a lot of the people have similar ideas for where they want the committee to go. And so, Kirtanam, you've mostly done crisis in mm. online conferences this year. What's been your experience writing these sort of public directives um, or joint personal or even personal directives in an online format where you're trying to collaborate with other delegates when it's more difficult to co collaborate there? Yeah, I would say, um, honestly, in real life crisis committees, um, we still have like small committees. So usually there's just one, one big block um, in real life committees too. So there wasn't too much of a shift, like a dramatic shift when we, when we switched over to online MUN, um, except for the fact that uh, it's difficult to know when not to talk over another person um, with, you know, like the whole Zoom lag. And that's yeah, something that you can't really do anything about um, other than kind of just being accepting about that. And uh, I think the chairs usually acknowledge that that's a problem with um, online MUN in general too. Um, but one thing that does help me as a delegate uh, is to have directives written pretty much like at the same time that the crisis director is giving an update. Like if you're writing your directive in response to the update while they're reading it to you, like uh, before anyone starts discussing it, you're kind of at an advantage because you're going to be giving all these ideas during Unmod. You're going to say, I already have this directive being written. Um, you know, if you want to contribute, just give me your email. I can send it to you. That puts you at an advantage and since you're all in one big room the chairs can see that you're doing that too um so that's something i definitely suggest but i think online mun with especially the unmod aspect it really tests your adaptability as a delegate um every conference is doing this in a different way like you might be in one big unmod like how you mentioned gentlemen's unmod um you might have breakout rooms like i think berkeley did with the bigger committees you might have Gatherly, which lets you um, interact a little bit more with delegates, uh, like we did for East Bay MUN. Um, that platform is really nice to kind of move around and talk to different delegates. Or the other version that I've seen is a Discord type MUN, where you can kind of float between breakout rooms. Um, now with the new update on Zoom, you should be able to do that on Zoom as well. Yeah. But I think it really tests your adaptability to see how you can kind of 
um, change your strategy, change your unmod strategy on the spot to make yourself seem like more of a formidable presence in the format that you've been given. I think that the biggest thing in online mon crisis committees that it's different from like in-person crisis committees is that in online mon crisis committees, you want to be always the one starting those uh, like public directives. And in in-person crisis committees, you want that too. But I think online crisis committees writing is more important there where you want to be the one that's like creating those documents and creating those directives and sharing them, as you said, with other delegates. Uh, what I like to do is start those directives, as you said, when you have a crisis update and then put them in the chat for any delegate who wants to hop on and be a part of that. And I think that's been a successful way to kind of help, um, to help other delegates sort of have a template and then be that kind of thought leader when you are discussing in, in, unmoder in, in an unmoderated caucus. Yeah. I think that in general, in the difference between online MUN and in-person MUN for me has been writing in online MUN is more of a focus. You want to, and this is especially true when you're in crisis committees, but you just want to be the one that is at least um, starting the document and like writing a large portion of the document because it is harder to show that these ideas are yours if you didn't write them. In an in-person conference, it's a bit different because the everyone knows who the kind of thought leaders are, but you want to have that kind of writing where you're the one that's introducing those directives or you're the one that's starting those resolutions and then having other people jump on those. Yeah, I think there's also been an increased um, focus on like mod speeches or uh, formal caucus speeches uh, with online MUN because um typically with unmod um the chairs are kind of finding like i've chaired this this year with online mun and i've definitely found it difficult to kind of move between and see like who are the power delegates or who are the delegates that are um you know influencing committee a little bit more uh, because yeah, everyone's kind of on the same playing field like everyone can talk equally now which is a good thing uh in terms of diplomacy but it makes it a little bit more difficult for chairs to grade on mods so because of that they've kind of been placing more focus on uh, the content of a mod speech because we can pay more attention now um, and the kind of clarity and the enunciation with which you're talking because volume is not that much of a factor in a, in, um, a Zoom conference as it would be in like a big committee room. So just right. making sure you have all that research uh, in a really solid, succinct way for you to bring it up during a speech um, and making speeches that are different from other people's, not like repetitive and um, you know, more uh, deep and more unique on the topic that that's going to make you stand out much more in an unmod committee, in a online committee. Right. What I do think is that in a lot of ways, online unmods are still similar to those kind of in-person unmods where you want other people to listen to you and other people are going to listen to you if you've articulated those ideas in your first few speeches. And that's not to say you should despair if you didn't get a chance to speak at the beginning, because you can absolutely articulate your ideas when you're in an unmoderated caucus. It's, it might be more difficult, but it can certainly be done. And I think that a benefit of online conferences, in my experience, has been that they have been smaller, that 
there have been more committees because bigger online conferences are a lot more difficult than bigger in-person conferences. And that benefit of being smaller means that you have those, all of those advantages of a, smodel, of, of a smaller model UN committee. Uh, you have more direct interaction with other delegates and you're just able to work with others better. And yeah, I think that's the biggest things that I have for unmodded on online conferences. Kirtana, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, yeah, I think we covered everything. I think the one last thing is like, um, because online one is so, you know, variable, there's so many different things that can affect, um, you know, how your Zoom is performing, or maybe you have lag, maybe your chair isn't calling on you because they can't see, you know, your hand being raised among like 30 other people in the online committee. Um, I would just say like, take it a little bit easy, it can be really stressful and really like, anxiety inducing because it's not the norm um but do take it like a little bit easy um unmod is not as much of a big part of the you know grading process or the kind of observing process for the committee so you can just like take a little bit easy if there are things going wrong it's it's, it's okay it's it's not yeah. too much of a bad thing in committee i absolutely agree with that um Thank you so much, Kirtana, for agreeing to be a guest on this show. Kirtana is just graduated. She is crazy busy, and it's so awesome that she was able to come here and um, help out and explain all about Unmod. So thank you, Kirtana. And no problem. I love Mun. So speaking about Mun, you know, it makes me really excited. <laughs> yeah. And thank you to y'all at home for listening and for following the podcast. Um, we really appreciate you being here and listening and we can't wait for you to hear the next episode. Thank you again, Kirtanam, and thank you all.